Hi, this is Tamika with Shisha of the Valley Hookah Catering, listening to some real shit podcasts. Shisha of the Valley LLC is the only company bringing the hookah lounge to you. We cater private events, dinner parties, pop-ups, bars, and restaurants. Please contact us for more information, 760-422-5112. Again, 760-422-5112. Thank you. Here we are, some real shit podcast. And we have, of course, Tamika, you know, on her busy schedule, she took time out to talk to us. Like it's an interview. Hey, everybody. Right. So I thought that maybe we could go over a few things and get everybody up to date on what's going on in our lives, seeing that things are changing. What's going on in my life, but yes. Right? I don't know either. I know I'm just making moves. I don't know what direction those moves are going. It's just moving. I mean, I can definitely feel you on that, sister, because I'm doing the same thing. Right? It's like once you once you start something, it just catapulting, and you're just like it's like um it's like a drug, and you're just like, oh, I got to get some more of this. This is this is adrenaline pumping. I mean, like. Just getting the LLC was just something that just got me going already. You know what I mean? Oh, I was super excited to get my LLC. Um, The only thing I want to make sure that we, as friends, that we continue to push each other because there's so many people out there getting LLCs, but they're really not um, doing anything with it. So you'll meet so many people like, oh, I got my own business, but they're really not doing anything with it. So I don't want to be that person. I really want to take my LLC I want to, you know, do everything legal as possible and get me a little side business going. And you know that side business, I'm going to continue doing my nursing, you know, because that's always good bread and butter. Oh, yeah, that's what's going to that's what's going to keep us going. Like I said, you know, that's that's the day job. That's the bill job, you know. For sure. Um, Yeah, because I remember watching this thing on Instagram where the guy was like, um, I was doing a nine to five job and I decided to start a business and now I'm it's 24 <laughs> seven. So I'm like, I still want to, you know, keep my little, little part-time job. So that way I can like still be able to throw myself into the business. But the reason I'm thinking those people have the LLC and they're not doing anything with it is because they didn't get a book. And and <laughs> you laughing, but I'm dead dead serious as hell. Um, I went to the school, the college library when they had a sale. You know how they sell books for like four dollars, and they have all the textbooks from their classes. So they had like a business class, and for some reason, I was at the um the book fair, or the book fair. I walked past there and I was like, I stopped and I saw this and it was like business mastery, fourth edition, um, a guide for creating a fulfilling, thriving business and keeping it successful. And I was like, hmm, if I get it, if I finish my book writing, right, it's going to be considered a business. So I'm going to have to know how to run a business. So maybe I'll just take this book. So I bought it for like four bucks. And I would tell you, I kid you not, it's kind of like running a business for dummies 
And one of the chapters, I think I send it to you, but one of the chapters had to do with, um, what the hell it had to do with? It has to do with your mindset. So, um, boost career longevity. So that was chapter four. So career longevity components prevent burnout and professional development, cultivating your support system. So basically all of that. Because I didn't read a book. What happened? I said, I'm just listening because I didn't read the book. No, no. Oh, oh, you got, you got something to add to it? Well, no, well, see, I didn't read a book. Um, But let me tell you guys, okay, because I did teach a medical assistant program. And I always say reading is for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But I used to always have to tell the students, like, make sure you read, you know, because people don't read. However. I did not read in regards to starting my business. I actually went with a friend who um, has her business going. And, you know, um, I'll just let you know it's, you know, Girl Monday. And she actually really, really helped me go through a lot of stuff. And if there was things that I didn't agree with on her, we would read it up, check it out. Um, Every day we would kind of get together, have a little business meeting. And in our business meeting, we basically, because we both have separate businesses, we're not together. Um, but what we would do is just kind of discuss what we needed to do next. Um, and we would, like, motivate each other to make sure we got it done for that day. So if it was just one thing, like, okay, today you're going to get on the, uh, the Secretary of State, you know, for California, and you're going to apply. Okay, get that done. You know, okay, what's on your agenda tomorrow? Okay, well, read up on, get in an operation agreement you know um and a lot of people don't know about operation agreements I, no one ever told me about operation agreement and it's nothing that you even have to get notarized but you should have it with the literature um you should have it basically all together with your license so if something happens and it's needed you can pull it right out you know is that the is that on if the you llc don't have it, that's not a good thing and it's a very simple paper to just write up is that with the LLC? Uh, it's separate from the LLC, but they say you should get it after you get your LLC. You should have uh, an operations agreement letter in place. Okay, so it's like an articles of organization then. Yes, you would put, let me see if I could locate it, but you know what? I have the worst internet here in uh, my little that I'm living in. Okay, well, go ahead and look that up while I text my baby daddy to stop calling me in the middle of this recording. Oh, really? <laughs> Our baby daddy is annoying, you guys. <laughs> it's not my business. <laughs> he always calls at the worst time. He probably listens to this and be like, that be. <laughs> so it is what it is. It's some real shit. For real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, okay, so I'm not getting good service here at home. However, just know you need an operation. So it's called an operating agreement for member managed limited liability company. Okay. So is this information on there, the name of your company? Uh, you know, when was it effective? And you'll probably put that date on there two, at least twice. Um, you'll need to put your registered office and agent information on there. 
So either, and that's another thing, you have your own business, you need an agent. Now, if you're going to be in the LLC by yourself, pretty much you can run your own stuff. So you can be your own agent. That's up to you. Um, and anything I'm saying is um, not on any, what, what do you say, legal grounds? Mm-hmm. Y'all can mention on your own, but I'm just telling you what I did. Okay? okay. So let, me, let me let y'all know that. Um, and then they'll ask you for your business purpose. And then it asks for the duration of the LLC. And then part two is the membership provision. Then it talks about tax and financial provisions uh, and capital provision. And then right there is where you write who is in the business. So like with me, it's just going to be me. It, it will state your contribution and then percentage in your LLC. So, like, if it's yourself, then 100%. Okay. Got a partner, maybe 50, and then both your information will be on there. And that's just something you would have or something would happen. And even if a judge were to say, oh, do you have your operation agreement? And you just pull it out your paperwork and hand it to them. Type them nicely. It doesn't have to be notarized or anything. But it has to be available. Okay. So, it... things that people don't tell you. Yeah, because I was so that's thinking... That's why I love Girl Monday, because she was definitely definitely helpful, and I know she's going to be um, getting her... That's going to be kind of one of her businesses that she does do, is to kind of help people get started in their small businesses, and I think that's great, especially in certain um, areas and neighborhoods, you know? That's true. Because I, I wish people would have told me more about having my own business, and not just... You don't know how many people I've talked to since I started doing um, my LLC and trying to get myself situated and really trying to, like, go through the state and get my seller's permit, which I did. I got that. Um, You know, people telling you about getting your EIN number, which is like, it's not your Social Security card, but it's like your Social Security card for your business. This is the thing that people know that they don't tell other people. Seriously. There's, there's, I mean, having your own business can work in so many ways that you can really go about it the right way, which I pray and pray and pray that I do because I really don't know what I'm doing, y'all. But if I do good, then, like, you basically, as long as you are established, you can get your car and your business thing. Hello? Uh, yeah, so here's, what did you say that thing was called? I'm trying to see if it's in my book. <laughs> Oh my goodness! It's an operation operating agreement. Okay, like not just about, um, like how to do things, but how to have the right mindset when you start to feel like you're being overwhelmed by this situation. So, and have to deal with a lot on your plate. Deal trying to balance this because that is uh, an important component of um, running your business. So, you know, when you're trying to juggle your kids and your your second job and family members and all that, this is a good um, book for that. Um, all the other stuff, you're literally going to have to find out, like you said, from other people that find out, you know, these things. So, I'm sure... Oh, and we'll- if there's anything I don't know, but I hear somebody else speak on, I'll YouTube it and listen to different um, professionals talk about it. 
um, just to see different outlooks on it. And a lot of times, I love when I hear the same thing from like five different professionals. Because then I know I'm on the right, you know what I mean? I'm on the right move. <laughs> right. Well, YouTube is really great for all of that because I've been looking into, um, there's this one guy that was talking about um, basically the ins and out of being a podcast business and what to do and what equipment you need, you know, just in case you run into a situation where you can't even record with somebody because the system's not working right. Or, you know, so YouTube is really good for all the information and stuff. Exactly. That's what my niece, girl, if I had YouTube and Google when I was in high school, I'd be the shit right now. I'd probably be the president of the United States. (laughs) 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 Black woman. Seriously, though. Like, the stuff they don't know that's right at their fingertips just really kill me. Oh, yeah. YouTube is really good for that. I mean, there's so many people want to teach you things. They they just want you to know. And I and I feel like that's the reason why I signed up for this uh, matchmaker um, uh, app that helps me to connect with other people that are able to teach me stuff people to help me with the business. Then I can get people to help me with the book and I get people to help me with the artwork. And before you know it, like you have a gang of people behind you supporting you and there's your support system that's um, helping you. And I think like we go back to those people that still have their LLC and not doing anything with it. They don't know, they might not have known the research and, and the support that they needed that would help them to get where they need to be. And that's extremely well, important. Get, because once you get an LLC, as long as it's up and running, that's like $800 in fees just off the back that I could think of a year. Girl, California. girl, I was always, that was what was kind of making me nerve wracked too. That was one thing which I'm sure people get really squeamish about when they hear about that $800 bill. That's, that's what bugs me. Plus, it just made me want to make sure that I make my my money, (laughs) you know? Oh, of course. People owe $800 all the time. So if you could blow $800 to make your life better, so be it. I don't know about blowing $800. Yeah, as a matter of fact, my dog got this little um, doggy house. It cost me $700. They don't even use it. So I know I should be able to spend $800 a year on myself to have a better life or make something more for myself. Even Mm. if it's just having fun while making money. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I'm all for it. I'm all in. So I had a meeting with um, the small business association. They have mentors and they pretty much are in every, um, because I've looked up like for my friends in Texas and they have them and they have business mentors and everything but I had an appointment I couldn't wait to have this appointment I was waiting to do everything Um, even before I did any paperwork I was waiting to have this mentor appointment and luckily I started with Girl Monday maybe a week or so before I was supposed to have the meeting because the guy never even called me the mentor never called me and I would have been bummed waiting for him but you know what it didn't even bother me because I'd already got started and things were running pretty smoothly you know 
Um, today I went to the bank to handle some business and make an appointment to get a business account. He first thing he did was go to the state website and look at my business. Once he found that, he was like, okay, I got everything you need. You said you have your EIN number, which is like your social security number for your tax business. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm ready. He said, okay, I can see you on such and such day. Perfect. So soon I'll have my business license because, I mean, I'm not my business license, but I'll have my business banking account so that when I start to get paid, it'll go straight into that account because you don't want to be um, commingling funds, mm-hmm. having that money in your personal account because that could really screw you over. That's true. Um, oh, I'm happy about that. They also do like the square, but so many other places do the square where you can get payment from credit cards and different stuff. So I just have to decide on which one I want to use, but I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, I took my EIN number before I even got a business bank account and I applied for a Capital One business account, a uh, credit card. I got approved. It was just for $3,000, but hey, that's going to help me get my um, supplies that I need for my business. 3000 is good. Mm-hmm, especially for what I need. Yeah. I mean, $3,000 is not, $3,000 is equipment and marketing for me. Already, girl. Yeah. So, which is nice because, you know, when you're waiting for grants to come in and you're waiting to put together like business plans and stuff or other, you know, sponsors and stuff like that, that's perfect just to get you started to show them, you know, those uh, people and sponsors and um, banks and whoever you want to uh, help promote you that they can, you know, you already got your stuff together. So that's pretty good. Now what's square? Um, that's, you know, the thing that have you ever paid someone and they had a little, like little equipment connected to their, either their phone or their, um, computer. Yes. That's pretty much it. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. It's a little white thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's whatever it is. Like Chase, uh, Chase got one. It's blue. Okay, but you still swipe your card off of it. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Like even my hairstylist, she does. She does what I think on her computer. But a lot of times, I just um, cash app it or it to her and oh that's another thing he said if you have uh, clients or whatever you're doing that someone has to pay you they can sell it as long as you know that you're giving them the information to your uh, business account and not your personal one that you might have with their bank so again just making sure it goes into the right account um, there's this other guy that I listened to and he was like you know you need to make sure that that you have all your ducks in a row. So as soon as you start making the money, I don't care if it's your first $300, you need to start divvying it, divvying it up in percentages. And you know you might do 10% for yourself, 10% for this account, 15% for marketing account, whatever. How are you gonna you know do this? I'm also have a bank, a bank account where you put money away for your taxes. So these are just things that like you don't think about. You just ready to start a business. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 
when it's time to pay taxes or do something, you don't have any money, or you have more money in this account, but you don't have enough money in your marketing account, which makes you money. So those type of things you have to think about. Hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah, that is that is very. So I'm the just, guy that you deal with is that the guy on YouTube? Pardon? The guy that you deal with is that on YouTube? Girl, I listen to all kind of people, but yes, it is a brother that was on YouTube. Mostly on YouTube. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you've got pretty much everything situated as far as your your mojo is I, ready. Not thing because I still have to get um. I need, I would like, like I said, I want to be as legit as possible. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to get me a DBA, a fictitious business name, because the name of my business and the name that's going to be on my marketing, like my website, mm-hmm. is going to be a little different with added a few words. So I want to make sure that I'm in the clear and just have my DBA that's that name too. Yes, because I actually had to call down to... Um, not just not the city. I guess they have a new uh, outsource that they do that with, but the city will give you that information in order to do it. Um, and I had to call them up and ask them if it was okay. And I don't know why I had to do this, but the guy, it was hilarious because the guy's like, you want to know what? I was like, if it's okay, if I have the name because of the, you know, the, the curse word that's in there. And he was like, um this is riverside county i have lots of sex shops and i have lots of adult bookstores you should be surprised at the names that people come up with so your name is nothing you're good girlfriend and i was like okay (laughs) so um i'm ready for that too because i was excited when he told me that because i was like i don't want to change the name i had this name for like a whole year you know what i mean so and, and I um, think, oh, that's another thing. I made a big mistake. Don't do this, people. I had the longest freaking freaking email in America. Ooh. Like, I noticed I didn't get my email from the um, small business class we're in. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I never got the email from this gentleman. And I'm like, why didn't I get this email? Well, it's because they got the email wrong. Because you know why? It's too many words for people to not make a mistake. So that taught me quick that I needed to have a better email. So you gave them the name of the business. You didn't give them your personal email. No. Oh, yeah. I gave them my personal email. Um, Everything else that I'm going to do through the business, like all of my contacts and personal, not personal, but all of the business stuff, I go through my on some real shit. Um, 23. Just get your whole new business email and business address and business phone number. You want to use it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But for them, I just kind of kept them separately because I haven't, you know, they, they don't have really nothing to do with that. They just have to do with me personally. So that's why I kept it there because, and then, you know, really, I just want that just to be the podcast. Anybody who knows about the podcast, they can have that email. But also, I just want to note, when you're trademarking, if you decide to trademark your name, right, this was the biggest, uh, kept me up on almost all night trying to figure this shit out. And after a while, I was like, I don't really care. This is just too much. 
So you have to spend $250. It takes about a year if you decide to trademark your name, right? And even if you trademark it, there's a pretty good chance that you might have to fight to keep it. Because if you mess up on the paperwork and say for on some real shed podcasts or whatever you put it under, and then by the time you mess up on something or you didn't do something right and a whole year goes by, then they're, they'll send you the paperwork and be like, oh, you messed up on this. So it's this. And then you got to wait a whole nother year because their processing is like that extensive. Like they're just searching the whole world looking for this particular name. So that way you can have it for yourself. Like if you're Paris Hilton and you want to trademark that freaking, what was it that she said? That's hot. Right. And she did. She, yeah, she did. And if you said it, it's like, if you, you say it, make sure you say it. And and that has nothing to do with Paris Hilton because she owns it and she might just, you know, charge you for using it in a thing. Like, um, I think it was like, uh, what is it? Taylor Swift too. Somebody's trying to, uh, sue her over that one little comment. Don't hate the player or something like that in her song or don't hate the game or something like that. So just be mindful when you go to the, um, the website about, think about what you want and you can go on the website and actually look it up and see what names are available because you do not want to spend that $250 not know what you want because it's non-refundable and it takes a year once you start the process. And another thing you want to do is kind of kind of see who your like audience is for your business, you know, um, you know, if you're selling skateboards to young teens, then you might want to kind of know what young things are thinking and what young things, what young people are <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you might want to know what type of things they like, what, you know, kind of get a feel. If you start telling all the young kids in your neighborhood, yeah, I'm going to get these tie dye. Uh, skateboards and they're like no one's got I don't want a tie-dye skateboard that's ugly well you know that's not a good business for you mm-hmm. like I since market that like since yeah. we started the podcast our highest um episode had to do with relationships and like your polygamy one that one I think everybody was just like what <laughs> No, that sounds good. Like you're going to have your wife listening to it. Your husband's listening to it and be like, you know, your best friend, Bob, he's kind of cute. No. And he's a plumber. You're an electrician. We could put that together. Separate houses, you know? So that was our audience. We had a big audience for like relationship issues and so we'll eventually get back to that but right now it's kind of like a real life podcast so we're just going to tell you what we're going through and right now we ain't got time for relationships we got time to make money <laughs> make some money so that's why we're giving you all yeah. these tidbits so money you know money always makes you feel good like no matter what you're dealing with right absolutely like, yeah, really bad day but you know what you like you got some money in your pocket. You can make yourself feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Go get your nails done. Well, I know I can. Get your hair done. Go on a little vacation. Whatever. Go eat a nice steak, some lobster. 
spa for the day. I don't know. You posted lobster prices went up. <laughs> Girl, no, I just had one, and he, they're gonna put. I go to this place all the time downtown Palm Springs. First time I ever went, and they had MP on there. Oh, like, what? Really? MP on the lobster. So does that mean they went out to the shore to go get this lobster and drove back? Well, they're trying to act like that because now they're putting market. Hi everyone, this is Stacy R at Some Real Shit Podcast, streaming everywhere for your listening pleasure. Thanks to Spotify Anchor. Without Spotify Anchor, I wouldn't be able to create Some Real Shit Podcast great again. Anchor makes everything so easy from recording, editing, and even distribution. The tutorials and guides are so easy to follow, it's child's play. I also want to thank Spotify for getting me through my day. I have created over 500 plus songs playlists and divided them from old school rock, alternative, underground, country, rap, or R&B. And on Sundays, I feel gospel. Thanks Spotify Anchor for some real shit podcasts. I appreciate you. Right. And I think it's good that you are your own boss because when I think about my boss right now, it's like she has to do these guidelines that the company wants her to do, even though she's totally against what the company like some of it it's just like mm, maybe we can can be a little bit more lenient on certain things because to be honest with you like your computer system is not always that great when it comes to clocking in you know what i mean stuff like that sense anymore so like that i mean that's just it people don't have common sense every people are like robots now yeah that's true that's why i don't do well on jobs for so long because I'm not a robot and I don't plan to be one. Luckily where I'm working now, it's been all good. I'm doing, I'm doing more like office nurse work, which is even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been, actually I've been learning a lot in this job that I'm in. Um, even though I'm on the backside doing it now, you know, but it's been nice so far. So good. So I can't complain. I am working at a facility, though, so I actually do have a quote-unquote boss or someone that's over me, but in the, at the same token, I, I'm always my boss. I'm always my boss. And I don't care what job I have. You can ask any supervisor I ever had. I will let you know. I might work here, but I'm also a such-and-such age woman, And okay? So I'm always that first before I'm an employee. I'm a grown-ass woman. Right. And it's... Okay, and I I run my show, and that's just real. And I ain't trying to talk shit, y'all. I'm just telling you the real. Yeah, because you don't want too much stressor where you go home and you stress about. You want to leave your job at your job. Oh, I do leave my job at my job. I learned a long time ago that these jobs come and go. It's not like back in the day when your grandparents were working at a job and your job respected them and gave them pension and you know, the, they could live off of the fact that they worked there for 40 years and they wouldn't get fired. They had seniority. Those places don't exist anymore. 
they get rid of you because, you know, they don't like your mother. You know, like literally. They do whatever they want nowadays. So I always, I, I always tell people like, do not let these jobs make you. So many people miss their kids, you know, growing up because they fight and they keep a job that don't give a damn about them. Next thing you know, they're letting you go. And now your kid's 17 and you've missed so much of their life for a job that lets you go without a thought. People have to think about that. So, yeah, I'm definitely my own boss. There's, there's always, especially the profession I pick, there's always a job. Yep. That, yeah, yeah, that's the great thing about healthcare. There is always, always. I mean, if you stay strong in the position that you're in, you can always, you know, go to a different facility. Like if you worked at McDonald's for like 10, 15 years, you can go to, you know, if something were to happen, you can go to what's the other one? Carl's Jr. or you can go to Burger King or wherever, you know, you as long as you have that longevity. But just keep in mind, you probably have to start over when you're in healthcare. The great thing about it is you're not starting over. You know what I and mean? Why I went into nursing, and this is no lie, I had a job in the medical field, but it was a job where at the time I got paid decent for what everybody else used to get paid at the time, right? So I was getting paid okay. It was enough to still have my own apartment and all of that. But as soon as you get into it with a supervisor or something don't go right and maybe you rub the supervisor the wrong way and they're not feeling you now, your job is always dependent on another person's perception of you and um, what people think of what you say or whatever. But once you get a career, it's a little different. So I always tell young people, like, I don't, I'm not a registered nurse, I'm a licensed nurse, but I still have a license with the state, which gives me a career. And it's a career that I can take all over the United States. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that with a stick. Right. Especially as a woman. I'm not saying men can't be nurses because there's a lot of good men nurses, but I'm saying as a woman, I'm speaking for women because I am a woman. Um, but as a woman, especially a young woman, it's a good profession to get in. There's always work, and I don't care what situation or what the world brings you and wherever you end up in life, you can always get your license transferred to that state and have you a job on the spot. You don't have to go and say, oh, I'm moving to Texas with my cousins and I don't have to, I got to look for a job. No, you put in your paperwork, pay a little money, get you a license in the state of Texas, and boom, you get to Texas, you're doing nursing in Texas, making, making whatever the nurses in Texas make, but I guarantee you, the nurses in Texas, they may not make as much as nurses in New York or maybe even California sometimes, but I guarantee you, you'll be making more than a lot of the people you know that live in that state. You'll, yeah. be, able to, you'll be able to take care of yourself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's so true. I always it. And I'm, I'm always power to the women, like, get your money. Because ain't nobody going to take care of you like you. Yeah, that's pretty much how I did the transition from New Jersey back to California. It was fairly easy. It's like, here's my license. And they're gonna be like, when can you start? Okay, so they give you oh, like in a month. All right. And it's it's literally that kind. It's that easy. Really? It, I mean, 
to transition into California is a little hard because you have to do like the reciprocation and stuff like that, but it doesn't take that long. And it, before you, like I said, before you know it, you're already starting your job and you have like a little vacation in between it when you're uh, moving. So. No, and I would suggest a lot of, a lot of young girls who go to school, especially if they're good with school, uh, me, school and me is like, uh, but I'll do it. You know that I've always did what I have to do. Right. But if you can start right out of high school, I would definitely suggest get your RN making that buku bank like crazy, crazy, crazy money. <laughs> you know, I always tell the people from here yeah. because when I was in New Jersey um, and I was working at the the local hospital, I remember seeing girls that were like 25 in years old and they were like, oh, I just got my, I just finished up. They were working. One girl was working in the um, gift shop and she did nursing. She got her bachelor's and by the time I had left New Jersey and I had her on Facebook, she's like, oh, girl, I just got my master's. And now she's like 27, 28. She got a boyfriend and is a real good boyfriend. And they were a fiance and all that. And by 30. So can you imagine by like almost 30 and you already got your master's degree? Nice. And I do know people like that. And I love that. I love when people do that. When I came back out here and I see some of the young people out here and I was noticing how they were just pretty much throwing themselves away. And I was like, dude, just go get you a little vocational job. Like no I one's saying. I taught state. I taught at a career school for three years. Believe it or not, they gave me the job, y'all. See what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 so I'm working at this um, career school for three years as a medical assistant instructor um i did the intro class so most students would come in and i think they would stay with me for about a good two months before they were leaving out and then a new group would kind of come in and they would just kind of switch like that you know mm -hmm. but i would tell people all the time like people i knew close family members and everything you should come over down to the school and get you a uh, go to school because I already saw how the program was. They have a curriculum, you follow it. Mm -hmm. It's a cake, and then when you're done with the first part, then you go in and you learn your skills, and then bam! Next thing you know, you're doing something you didn't think you could ever do. That's true. That's and you, true. And you got low key, you got a career even as a medical assistant. That's still a career. And what I call it a career is because it, you can leave one job and go down the street and work for another person doing the same thing, making the same amount of money or more. You see, when I worked in like the claims department and I'm making decent money, answering phones and doing this and that, and that once I worked there for a while and I'm making what I consider decent money, as soon as my um, supervisor mad at me and want to let me go, I'm like, where am I going to make this money at? Where, you know what I'm saying? Yes. That's what made me go um, do nursing. Yeah. But now we're in healthcare. <laughs> now we're in. Right. But now we're in healthcare and healthcare. The best decision I ever made in my life. 
has made it possible for like us to kind of branch out and do um run our business too that's 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 a plus you know because there's i even got um i was looking to see for my position as a phlebotomist like what other things could i do because when you were doing the travel nursing i was like I wonder if travel nursing, I could do like the travel phlebotomy because I know there's a, a, a several girls that come in and they, you know, drop off the blood for us to process and stuff. And, you know, they're travelers and they're like, um, yeah, we used to work here, but I want to move around and I want to go to different cities and different states and do all this different stuff. And I looked around and I just happened to try to be nosy and see where, where the cities, because, you know, I'm complaining about the heat. So I'm trying to figure out where there was a cooler spot. And something just happened to pop up. They're looking for a teach a phlebotomist um, teacher. And And I was like, what position is this? So I started looking into it. And I know they have those. They pay you really good money. I mean, it's like $44 an hour just to teach like a four hour class on a Saturday and a Sunday. When I was on my travel assignment, I was making about $50 and close to 50 cents an hour. Good money. Yeah. Yeah, and that's with a two-year program. <laughs> and just think, like as a phlebotomist, like I'm, I can do just as much. And everybody knows a phlebotomist is more like a vocational job. I've been doing it since I'm 19. I'm 45 years old, so my game is tight on this. I have been doing it ever since. <laughs> You know, like since like I when they used to do it for um, when the teaching was like three days, you know, three days was the teaching. That's that's how I started. And I got my training hands on. They put you in there for three days. And after three days, you get thrown on the floor and you have to do 100 sticks before you can actually be on your own. And that was my training. Nowadays, they put you in like a three, four months course and um, you got to pass or not. And that class, I took it again because I kind of took myself. I went into hospitality for a little bit because I was tired of the medical field. And back in the days, they didn't really have a licensing thing. So I was like, yeah, whatever. So when I went, decided to go back into it, they were like, oh, you got to do this for like almost, I think it was six months because I had additional stuff. I had the EKG. Huh? I said you were like, what? Yeah. So it was, it was a little bit more extensive um, because it's, it covers pediatric. It covers like all the laws and everything. This was an actual license license. So you could have gotten sued on this. This real deal this time. This isn't just working for a hospital that just allows you to do, to do it. This is a license that allows you to go throughout the whole state and wherever you need to go. Um, so once I had did the course and everything and I went and I took the, the state test and got my license and everything, you know, it becomes the career, even though it was a vocational class, it became the career and, and all the training I got throughout the years from having the different patients, the different veins, the different medications that has to do with the veins and um, and the extensive stuff that I did on the side too. I did do the EKG that and the medicine that goes along with the EKG and the nursing assistant. I did all of that stuff. Like everything that you do, you were prepared for in life at certain point. Right, right. 
So that's why I said I was on, on top of my game because it was not only, you know, I was not only just a phlebotomist. I knew exactly what was affecting the vein, how I could, you know, better get the, the blood because this was an important test. It was a stat test. It needed to go out like ASAP. You know, it's not just, oh, here comes the vampire. You know, I was like the most hated person in the hospital because nobody wanted to see me at 5 a.m. But, you know, when that, lactic, when that lactic acid needed to be done because you're, you know, septic, that's who they're calling. When there's a, when there's a emergency going on and a patient's coding, they're calling you too, you know. So your job is just as important as the nurses, the CNAs, and, you know, the doctors. They need you there too, along with the, the respiratory therapists. So it's an important position that they want in the hospital. And it also allows you to teach later on in life once you've gradually learned a lot more and that's also that's to travel. I, that's what I tell the medical assistants. I would say, you know, don't come in here thinking like, oh, I'm just doing medical assistance. And I said, because, you know, it's really important that you learn your vitals because the vitals is the first sign for a doctor to know that there's a problem. I said, so your job is very important. Mm-hmm. And don't be, don't be lying on them respirations. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like make sure they write, make sure they write. So, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of like the update on like why we're doing what we're doing. We love our position. We love what we do. We have the ability to, you know, kind of put this as a little part-timer and then still open up a business and still do what we do. Because you notice like a lot of nurses, I know a lot of nurses decide to go part-time and then they doing something totally different on, on the other part-time time that they have because they want to do something that they love to do, their hobbies that they always wanted to do when they were like 20, 21 years old, but they couldn't do it because they had to make money. It's great taking care of people and it's great to give back to people. But what's great about that is you get that back. You get back giving to people. Now you get to give to yourself and get you a business. And this is where it should start. You need to know where it should start, where to go, do the right things. Just know that you need to not get you know, sued in the process of it. So make sure you have all your legal ducks in a row. Um, get your um, get your LLC or your corporation or whatever it is you're getting. Um, make sure you get some insurance. That's one of my next things before I do anything. I got to go checking out some insurances. Um, don't forget, <laughs> excuse me, once you get your operating, um, your LLC, get your operating agreement for your LLC. Um what else did I want to say in regards to that? Um, also, before I let you guys go, those accounts that I was talking about, because I wanted to make it clear, one was an operating operating account, okay? Two um, was a, like a business reserve. Now, what accounts are we talking about? Are we talking about like a... You want to have all these different accounts so that you can automatically, you get $500, you divvy those, that money up into these accounts. Number three would be your tax account. That account helps you when it's tax time. 
So that's um, your financial account. The fourth one is your marketing account. You can call it what you want. Okay. Yeah. Right. I gotcha. But your we'll account heads up. Your marketing account, you may want to have more money in your marketing account uh, than you want in your let's say your business reserve, maybe. Because now mind you, your business reserve is your business savings account. However, your marketing account, you gotta remember, is also gonna be a tax write-off because it's for your marketing. Nice. So that's the kind of stuff you have to like juggle, you know. And then your fifth account would be your innovation account. Your what? Innovation. I'm gonna say O B A T I O N. I got the spelling, but what is the definition? Uh, because innovation, like uh, when you think of innovating something, it's for the future. So I would say like um, to constantly be making changes. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So like when we transition from the audio of this podcast to a visual, because now we need to get um, cameras. And... Yeah, that's definitely innovation account. Yeah. Okay. I could feel that. I could dig that. <laughs> So, oh, and your your business reserve is the account you don't ever touch, like your savings for your business. Okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. So we going to have a little bit more information later on in the, in the future as time goes on, because we're learning these things and we're applying these things to our business and what we're going to be doing in the future. So you're going to see us on a billboard someday soon or on a website or in a commercial so look out for it because we are on some real shit amen to that thank you for listening to some real shit podcast thank you to our guests For any information on our topics or guests, message me at your platform. If you like this episode or any previous episode, follow us by hitting the notification and share to a friend. Thank you. Bye.